learning the second part of the classification of the Chaim about the spiritual cosmos. He says that in the spiritual cosmos, in the Shalshalos, there are lights, vessels, garments, and chambers. And we explained already how the vessels and the lights in the world of Atsilas are one, and how um, the world of Atsilas is a place where there is revealed how Hashem is alone and there's nothing besides it. Therefore, it's associated with, with lights. Um, however, the question we had was, that means that the world of Bria is, um, is associated with, with vessels. But the problem is that the difference between vessels and garments is that, like in our bodies, our, uh, our ability to um, transmit information into, um, into letters, like let's say using uh, letters of thought to convey an idea that, that uh, we have, we have an idea that we have the intellect, and we, put in, we want to address that into, into letters. The letters are called the garment for the idea because they're not part of the intellect itself. The intellect and the letters the, uh, are, are distinct. That's why letters are called, letters of thought are called garments. Unlike the limbs of the body, where the limbs of the body become one with the energy in them. When your eye um, has a power of sight and your brain has a power to think, it's not that the power of sight is pushing uh, your eyes to see. It's that your eyes themselves can see. Your brain itself can think. So if the world of Bria is unlike the world of Atsilos in the sense that in the world of Bria there is a uh, um, separation that's not like in the world of Atsilos where he and the lights are one, he and the vessels are one. In Nebria we say clearly he and the lights and the vessels are not one. So it's seen that the world of Bria is associated with separation, associated with what's called garments. And yet we are classifying the world of Bria as being associated with vessels and not with garments. That's a question. Seemingly, the, the idea of a, of a vessel is like in the brain, that's one with the energy in it. And the world of Bria, uniquely, there is a, uh, there is a, it, there's no unity, and therefore it would seem more associated with the idea of, of garments, which are separate from the um, thing that is being worn by the garments. And... Um, and yet, the world of Bria is associated with vessels and not garments. So to explain this, it gives a few analogies, we learned yesterday. And to explain it, to, to, to tell us that there's really two models. In garments themselves are two models. One garment, in a, one model in garments is that the wearer of the garment, the, the, the higher, the, what's dressed in the garment, is dominating Another model in garments is, is that the one that's, that the garment is dominating what's being worn. So we learned a few analogies of the wearer dominating the garments. For example, we looked about Torah. We yesterday that you're not supposed to weigh the mitzvahs of the Torah. Why, not supposed to, why can't you weigh the mitzvahs of the Torah? Because although the Torah has um, a logical explanation for many mitzvahs, and uh, although Altarbis says, but well, even though we do know about the mitzvahs, it's not the entire explanation. 
Even the places the Torah says a reason, that's not the entire reason. Okay, but there is Torah. Torah is the explanation of mitzvahs. Since a mitzvah is, first of all, Hashem's desire, and it's only dressed in a reason, so it remains a desire even after there are reasons given for it. It's not, um, it's not based on logic. It is a desire. Desire is something which is, which is um, higher than logic. And the desire, even when it's, when it's dressed in logic, it remains a desire. And that's why you're not allowed to accept a bribe. What happens when you accept a bribe? When you accept a bribe, you want to get, get, get the bribe. So although you have now a logical reason why you are going to vindicate or incriminate someone... However, what the dominating force is here is your desire. Desire dictates to your mind to think a certain way. The higher the desire is dictating, controls what's being dressed, what's dressing the desire, the intellect. We learned another uh, example of this happening when Hashem redeemed us from Egypt, that um, Hashem, in his desire to redeem us from Egypt, he was going against the attribute of justice, who was saying that we are similar to the Egyptians. We were undeserving of, of our redemption. And Hashem says, I desire to redeem them anyways. But that desire to redeem us descended into the realm of the spiritual cosmos, into the realm of Chachmu, and language of Kabbalah, uh, uh, that the the desire of Hashem was dressed by Chacham and Bina. Although it's Hashem's desire that caused us to be redeemed, yet Hashem specifically wanted to be dressed into, into logic. Um, okay. So Hashem, and, and even and why it to be dressed into logic, dressed into the, spiritual, into the spiritual cosmos, because it had to cause an actual change in this world and have the Egyptians be punished, the Jewish people be saved. So, so in, another example, an example that I gave is where we see the higher that's dressing the, that's being dressed by the lower, the higher is dominating, is in the intellect and emotions. That the intellect, um, when it dictates to our feelings how we should feel, when we think about Yisrael, why is such a great guy? If I love him. So my intellect is dictating to my emotions uh, how I should feel. So my, my, my intellect is affecting my feelings. I'm feeling a certain way because of what, the way I think. So in that um, um, process, my feelings are being governed by my intellect. Intellect is going into my feelings. What's governing, what's more powerful, what's more powerful is the feelings. The same is also in regards to um, the world of Bria. Although in the world of Bria there is something distinct from uh, from godliness that is being created in the analogy of the Rebbe. There is the ministers and the officers in the throne room who are not the king, yet the focal point of the throne room is the king. Everyone's standing in reverence and in love with the king, and they don't feel themselves even... There's a sense of transcendence there. The older is, is the king. That's what they feel. But that's their feeling. Their feeling is the vacos. The world of Bri is a world where you feel the vacos. That's, that's what its existence is. So although there is something distinct that was created, it's not like in the world of Atzil, that all there is is him. However, the dominating force, what's dominating, what's dominating is the 
um, the higher, not the lower. In the world of in the world of Bria, it's like the fish in the sea. What do you feel? You don't feel the the the, the fish are submerged in the water. You don't feel the fish as a separate entity. Instead, you feel that, that there's their life force more than you see them. You see the water. You don't see the fish. That's like the world of Bria. You see their life force. You don't see them. So that's the first um, model in garments where the higher is dominating the lower. Unlike in the world beneath the world of Bria, where the garment is somehow dominating what is vested inside the garment. That there, the, not only is there a, um, something distinct from godliness, but that seems to be more important, as we'll see. So that's why the world of Bria is compared to vessels and not garments, although it is garments, although it is a separate entity, but it has a characteristic that's similar to vessels. The characteristic that's similar is that the, 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 the dominating force, the most important thing that's happened in the world of Bria is revelation of Hashem. Yes, it's something distinct. Yeah, however, it's, 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 um, the dominating force is the... Uh, is the is, is revelation of Hashem, not the, the entity that was created. Now we'll see the world of Yitzira, where in the world of Yitzira, it's, it's different than that there is some other kind of... Um, um, that the, the garment that's, that's dressing the divine energy is not nullified to its source. Let's go on page 273, Ace Hay. Uh, this is all true in the world of but in the world of Yitzira, in Levushim, based on that base, the garments are in the second model where the garment has some dom- is dominating what's being worn the gar- like by the garment, not like the intellect and emotions, not like by, by like by desire and, and the intellect. There, there, there's some the garments are dominating. And what's controlling is the garment. That means there is a created being that he has his feeling about his, ex- his existence and he's not nullified to its source. Next page. The Gemara says that there was a Malach called Matat who did something wrong and the Malach was punished. We all wonder, one second, how does the Malach get punished? Isn't the Malach subservient to the will of Hashem? And we're not going to answer the whole question today, but... How does a Malach do something wrong? That's the question, yeah. So, the, so, so we're not going to answer that question today, but suffice it to say that there is such a thing. The Malach is doing something wrong, and that means in the world of Yitzhira, there is an there is a existence, there's an existence of self. Something was created in the world of Yitzhira that it looks like there's something separate from Hashem. Of course, there's nothing separate from Hashem, but that's what it feels like. That, that's what's created. It's created that, that feeling is created. Although there is no evil in the world of Yitzira, it's called evil because from there can emerge evil. There's something there that exists that can create evil. It sounds similar to um, to the sin of Adam and Chava that it says, how is it possible for them to have sin? Or how is it possible that the sin of the tree of knowledge um, existed in the realm of Ganeden? Uh, it's a realm where there is no no evil, and the short answer is, is that the effect and the the content of the symmetry of knowledge is a sense of self, which which can lead to making mistakes. 
So it's not that itself it, it, there's evil there, it's just a possibility for evil where you have a sense of self. That's what, that's what the world of Yitzhak is like. The lower level of Ganadin, which actually is what the realm that Adam and Chabon were in was called, uh, Ganadin as it is in this world, there was a possibility for evil. And so in, in Yitzhak, the garments are in a way that the the um, the garment is dominating. There's there's the behavior is according to what is dressing the concept, not according to the concept. Um, everyone's very into AI right now, yeah. So uh, the, the fear is the computer is going to control us, right? That's the fear. Artificial intelligence. So right now in all schools, they don't want to give kids essays because you know you could give the essay to AI and they'll do the essay for you. <laughs> the essay look like it's like it's your age and yeah. everything. It's so so the garment um, can control. It looks like the uh, the what's wearing the garment, and the, the, that that's the world of Yitzira. In that silos, in vessels, in the vessels of silos. In the vessels of Atsilus, although there is um, there is a vessel, there's something it seems other than godliness. In Atsilus, we say that he and the vessels are one. Let's think about the way the brain contains the energy to think, the ability to think. What is happening in that process of the soul's energy to think going into the brain? What is happening right now? Is the brain operating or is the soul operating? The soul is operating. The soul is thinking. The soul is using the brain to think. So that what's dominating is the soul. Not only is the soul dominating, what is the brain? The brain is just a vessel for the intelligence. All that's happening is the soul thinking. And just it's happening in the brain. So that's in vessels where there's nothing distinct at all. Then you have the world of Bria, where the world of Bria, there is something distinct. There's something separate from Galenus. It looks like it's separate. What is it doing? It's all about the revelation. It's all about Hashem. In the world of Yitzira, not only is there something that appears to be separate from Galenus, they feel separate from Galenus. They feel that there's something that they are other than Galenus. And that's why it's possible from there that there could be creation of, of evil. Okay. Um... The difference between Bria and Yetzira is like the difference between speech and thought, the letters of speech and letters of thought. Although letters of thought are separate from the concept, that the idea, the intellect that they are addressing, while you are thinking, you have to be attached to what you're thinking about. You can't think letters of thought about something else than you're thinking. You are you, you may have letters in your mind which are not that concept itself, is they're the letters, but you can't have other letters in your mind that are not the concept you're thinking. The letters, while you're thinking, you have to be attached to the thing you're thinking about. While you're thinking letters in your mind, those letters are about what you're trying what you're thinking about. However, when you're speaking, Although you understand one way, you could say something the opposite of what you're thinking. You could say words of davening, for example, and you, which are talking about how Hashem is taking care of you, and everything's okay, and Hashem, everything is, Hashem takes care of the whole world, and you're thinking the opposite. 
You could think the opposite of what you're saying. Because speech isn't completely separate from the concept that's being conveyed by speech. That's the world of Yitzira. That's the separation of Yitzira. It's like the separation of speech from the concept that speech is giving over. That's why the letters of speech cover and conceal the line. When a teacher goes over a concept, the Gemara says it takes 40 years for the student to fully understand what the teacher said. But eventually he can understand. That, that means that the letters of speech that the teacher is using to give over the concept completely hide and conceal the idea. However, they're separate. However, it's still eventually possible to discover it. But the point is that the spe- letters of speech hide the idea. And that's because they are completely separate from the thing that they're addressing. They are a separate entity, unlike letters of thought which are attached to their source. But even letters of speech are not a complete concealment because the whole point of letters is to reveal. That's only true, however, when the letters are in order. But when the letters are not in order, then there is a complete concealment. And that's the idea of what's called the shoe, that the shoe separates the foot from the earth completely. And that's the difference between the shoe and other garments that all other garments are somewhat refined. They allow something, uh, a liquid, to pass through them. And they only separate from something that is, uh, that is solid. However, a shoe, which is made from leather, you, nothing passes through, not even something uh, liquid. So that's a complete separate separation. And that represents the chambers of the world of Asiya, that's where the creations are. Um, their creation is through a parsa, where there's a complete separation. And that is compared to a parable. A parable is something which is completely distinct from the analog. Letters of speech, although they are a garment, and they are something other than the concept that they are giving over, however, it's not something else than the concept. It's about the concept. The letters of speech which are portraying the concept, they are something distinct from the concept, but they're about the concept. However, a parable is something which is completely distinct from the analog. It's something completely other than the analog. It's not about... It, it's, it's, a, it's a, a total foreign thing. And that is the, like the, the world of Asiya. That's the way Hashem made the spiritual cosmos. Even the lowest levels... It's impossible that they should go against godliness. But through the sin of the tree of knowledge, now there's, there's created a new entity, that entity goes against godliness. What's the difference between the world's existence before the sin of the tree of knowledge and after the sin of the tree of knowledge? It's the difference between a parable and a riddle. Before the sin of the tree of knowledge, yes, it's a physical existence, and it's something completely other than godliness. It's not like letters of speech which are about the idea. It's something completely foreign. However, it's still, the letters of speech are about the idea. They're about giving over this idea. However, however, the creation of this world is like a creation of a parable where something completely foreign from the ideas here. It's also about the idea, but something completely foreign. But now there is the letters of, uh, now there is, the through sin, not only is this world like a parable to Galilee, it's like a riddle. Uh, a, a parable, although it's something foreign, it's about the idea. Like a teacher and a student, when the teacher gives over the, the, to the student something um, 
he can't give it over to him without a parable. It's something other than the idea that he wants to go over. But it's still, it's about giving over the idea. That's what it's a parable is about. It's about transmitting the idea. But a riddle is about hiding the idea. When the teacher gives a parable, he wants the students to understand. When he gives him a riddle, what's he trying to do? He's, he's challenging him. He's trying, he's trying to make it hard for him. And that's what the sin of the tree of knowledge accomplished, that godliness is, is present in the world in a way of a riddle. They have to find it. Before the sin, although there was a physical world, but the physical world was about revelation of godliness. That's what it was about. There was a physical world, the physical, the revelation was in a physical place, but it was like a parable, which is something foreign, but it's about the analog. After the sin, the world became like a riddle, which is a complete concealment of godliness. And just like there are different ways that things are dressed in the spiritual cosmos, as we just learned, Bria, Yitzira, Sia, letters of thought, letters of words, uh, parables, riddles, so too in the descent of the soul to the body, there are many ways. But the purpose of the soul's descent to the body is in order to rectify the body. So the, the way it's meant to be is like letters, in, like lights and vessels, or at least like um, desire and intellect, where the dominating force is the the alien, what is what is being dressed, not the thing that's dressing it. The godly soul is supposed to dominate, not the animal soul. And the animal soul is supposed to receive from the godly soul and be purified from the godly soul. And that's why you're supposed to think about th- concepts in your life that will be understood through animal soul. You have to think about godliness in a way that will make sense to the animal part of you. But it's possible that the animal soul gets control. And that's what the sin of the tree of knowledge accomplished just like the sin caused in the world, that there's a complete concealment of godliness as a riddle, so too, in a personal level, the neshama is in the body in a way that the animal soul can dominate. And that is the meaning of the, of the half-shekel, that through the half-shekel is the rectification of the way things were, and so that things should be the way they were when, as God made the world. Just like when God gave us the Torah. The... Um, impurity that came to the world through the sin of the tree of knowledge was removed and through the, and then it, would, it returned through the sin of the golden calf God gave us the midst of the half shekel to, re, to rectify our souls so that things should be the way things were in the time when he created the world the world, the world was created to be perfect that there should be a connection of the physical and the spiritual, there should be a connection of the godly soul and the animal soul and that's the meaning of giving the half shekel to give ten geirah What's ten geira mean? Ten smaller coins. That the ten soul powers of the animal soul. And through this, God gives us the other half. The ten soul powers of the godly soul. And that's the meaning of a yitzer. And he formed them with two yuds. That refers to the two ten powers. Of the, 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 the first yud refers to the, the ten powers of the godly soul. The second yud refers to the ten powers of the animal soul. And our job is to connect them together. And that the way it works is, a person gives a half coin... He has to rectify the ten powers of the animal soul. And through God, through this, God gives the Jew the ten powers of his godly soul. And the godly soul can shine in the animal soul. And they become united as one, like a vessel and a light are united as one. And through this, we fulfill the intent of God in creation to make a home for Hashem in, this low, low, in the lowest realm. So in short, we said that the purpose of creation is to make a home for Hashem in this world. And yes, through the sin of the tree of knowledge that caused there to be a separation of the um, 
of the parable from the analog. So the world, instead of it being a parable for Galenius, it became like a, a riddle for Galenius. And so too in ourselves. It's not just the animal soul is receiving from the godly soul and functioning the way the godly soul wants, but the animal soul is now taking on, it seems, a life on its own and wants to do things that are the opposite of the godly soul. So that's why Hashem gave us a mitzvah of the half coin. The mitzvah of the half coin is about rectifying the sin and connecting the animal soul to the godly soul. And so that our, our understanding of godliness should be something that our animal soul understands as well. It should be something that when we think about chassidus, you're supposed to think about it in a way that it resonates with your human side, with your natural self. Not just you're thinking about concepts philosophically, but making a connection between the two halves of the coin. And this is how we rectify in ourselves the connection between the vessels and the lights between the godly soul and the animal soul, that so that so that there's a, a bond between them. And this causes in the world as well this the, 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 the fulfillment of Hashem's intent and creation to have a home in this world. Right,